Hey Aaron, hey Josh, hey John, Simon here, your loyal listener from the UK, just phoning in to say, Woohoo! How about them Redskins? This is Heavy Hard Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. And this week, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles, and how we marched on into the city of brotherly hate, and came away with yet another road W in the division. This is much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Eagles cry that was better. Hail to the Redskins, y'all. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> hail, y'all. Hail. Hail. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 what's up? Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? Welcome to episode 141, Harry Hug Football. That was our rendition of the Eagles um, fight song. And, uh, the song sucks. The slight song. The slight song. No, this song just plain sucks. <laughs> Who wrote that? Hit him up high, hit him down low. Uh, hit him low. What is that, on chop blocks? On the chop road, blocks. two, two, and three. Right there. In Philadelphia. Apparently in Philadelphia, if you're wearing number 50 on your uniform, you can block someone wherever you want. They'll just pick up the flag. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't was, matter what team you're on either. What was up? Yeah. Hey, all right, what was up with that call? And then <laughs> later in the game, what was up with the deja vu same call? Same, same call pick up. same pickup. Same number. Number 50 Dude, was on the what's office. What's going on? Dude, I don't know. I saw money coming out of that guy's socks. Dude, Dude, that's the second game. I forget which one the first one was, but that's the second game we've had that crew, and that's a first-year head ref. Um, he and his crew suck. <laughs> Dude. Not even. almost as bad as the Kegels do. Dude, he's a rookie. you got to remember he's a rookie. He's a rookie like Durant Brooks. Rookie, you know who else? Rookie. Not to get off this game subject, but you know who else had a really rough game uh, officiating last night? Ed Hockley. Fucking Monday night. Ed Hockley, man. The, yeah, refs, bad game, dude, huh? the refs are all dilettantes these days. Dude, if you guys didn't catch that fight. They're all dilettantes, and none of them are full. They're not full-time. They need to be full-time employees. Okay, dude, they go back to being, like, garbage men and lawyers and all kinds of stuff. And such. Anyway. Did you guys, did you guys see that Viking Saints game last night? I saw, like, the last minute of it. Oh, dude, that was a really yeah. good... That was one of the best games I've seen in a long time. It was a really good game. One of the best games I've seen in a long time was on Sunday. On time was the day before, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Dude, come on, seriously. That is not <laughs> one of the best games you've seen in a long time. Yeah, huh, dude? Down by 14, put it together and come back and shut down the other team. It was pretty good. There was no question. I'm never going to do that. There was no question. The risk they had it down be. by 14 after eight minutes, and then... One of the red the Redskins like totally shut them down in the second quarter on. 
totally shut him down. It was divine providence that was going to happen. My, my my blood pressure did not go up a bit. My heartbeat did not raise like it normally would in that situation. No problem. I think I got angry at the rest than I did at the Redskins. At the oh, yeah, yeah. What about, Honestly, was it John or Tom who pointed out that Brian Westbrook, after that first drive where the Eagles looked invincible, like Marky Mark, um, who pointed out that he amazing. only had like 20 yards or something in the whole rest of the game rushing after that? Oh, that wasn't. He had 22 yards like after the first two drives, after he went in and got a shot in the middle of his chest because he broke some ribs. Two ribs, mm-hmm. man. He came back and played. You could tell he wasn't quite all there when he came back in the second half. That's dangerous, though, dude. He could, like, puncture a lung and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, but... They let him play? Man, they they even have... Man, I'm even giving a kick to their stupid, uh... Well, I don't think they knew he had... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think they knew that he had a uh, broken ribs at what? the time. I think what? they just thought it was... Tape off. They can't afford an x-ray machine in Philly? What? Cut me. They had one. They had one, but it was... They had one, but it was being used in the jail because some fans broke out into a fight. <laughs> it was being used at the security gate. <laughs> yeah. People couldn't bring in pellet guns and stuff. Oh, 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 let me tell the story. I uh, was watching pregame on Comcast, and Jim Zorn was telling the story about when he played for the Seahawks, and they went to the old veteran stadium at the first for the first time. And some other players on the Seahawks are standing at midfield. And, you know, I'm surprised this happened because the colors are almost the same and they're both bird mascots. So I'm surprised the fans are smart enough to tell the difference. <laughs> but uh, they're standing there. Suddenly the guy next to him on, that's also on his team, the Seahawks, goes, ah! And, like, grabs his leg. And Zorn's like, what's up? And they look down and there's a pellet from a pellet gun laying next to his leg on the field. <laughs> Someone had shot him with a pellet gun from the stand. Uh-uh, dude. This is in the 70s. I guess the late 70s. They were just like, well, don't take your helmet off. That's pretty messed up. And I also Is noticed... that when Marky Mark was there? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Dude, that was the 80s. Like, nowadays, the whole stadium would be shut down. Like, the Phillies would have... Or, maybe the Phillies. The, uh, the Eagles would probably have to, like, you know, forfeit the game because of the fans. Seriously. Was that when Dick Vermeil was there? <laughs> Crybaby Vermeil? <laughs> <laughs> Cry, Eagles, cry. Did oh, you man. write that song? Underway, two, two, and three. Speaking of, dudes, that game was huge. Because not only are we now four and one, but we've had all of our divisional away games. All right. Came out of that two and one. And um, we've got three knock on wood some people, like Vegas people, would say that we're favored in the next three games. Of course, I would never say anything like that because I don't want to jinx it. But how do I say this? Yeah, we got the Rams. Um, so we have the Lions coming up. Dude, we got the Rams, then the Browns at home, and then the Lions away. And then I think, is it Pittsburgh? Detroit Browns. Look at Schmap. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh, <laughs> the Monday night game. Yeah. <laughs> Did Pittsburgh win this week? I didn't even see that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know did. how they do it because half their team is like injured now for the year, and Ben Roethlisberger is walking around like I don't, I don't know how they're doing it. They're just, they're somehow they just keep winning. Mm-hmm. Like they're tough, they're toughing it out in there, but I don't know if they've got much more left, mm-hmm. especially their offense. Interesting. Anyway, you'll talk about Pittsburgh a few weeks here. Yeah. So anyway, as far as I'm concerned, just looking at the schedule, we have made it through 
we've weathered the storm of what I think would be the hardest part of the season. And we came out about oh, as yeah. good, better than most expected, except well, I, I think ca- what we said a few weeks ago, Aaron, I think you said it actually, was uh, if we can get out of this section three and two, we'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Well, we had to take one of those road teams, and we took two. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome. Massive. And I just wanted to point out that the uh, talking heads at all the uh, respected news agencies for sports. Um, Once again. Who, who's closer to um, being the crazy person here? The person, me, who said the Redskins were going to be 16-0 and as usual. Or them, who said they're going to be like four and whatever. Four and twelve. Yeah, it's looking kind of. <laughs> like I mean, it could all change, but anyway. Oh yeah, this weekend is a is a perfect example of a trap game for the Redskins. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's let's focus on the Eagles here, and uh, the delusional ones like Donald McNabb, who came out after the game and was like, "We're better than them. We should have beat them." Even the Redskins, no respect. <laughs> We're better than them. We're better yeah, than them. We just no got respect beat. at all. Who said that? McNad? McNad <laughs> said that. McNad. McNad. McNad, dude. <laughs> McNad and his chunky suit. <laughs> <laughs> Don and Vans McNads. <laughs> Who is it? Jason Campbell. I heard him today on Redskins Radio. He's on every Tuesday at 1225 on, on there with Doc Walker. And, uh, he was saying, without mentioning McNabb and I guess T.O., I believe, from the week before, he was saying, people, you know, we're beating these teams and these teams aren't giving us any respect. So I don't think the Redskins are, uh, I don't think they're, they're, they're I think they're still going to have that chip on their shoulder. I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels at all. Well, good. And we you know what? Not. I hope that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if nobody notices how well they're doing. Them. Yeah, there's some people who are like, oh, hey, the Redskins are good now. There's some people just like, whatever, they haven't done anything. They lost to the Giants. The Giants are undefeated. Then, 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 then. It's like the Giants haven't played anybody, one. And two, the Redskins only lost by what? Eight points? Nine points? Eight. But, dude, Eight. Th- nine. Nine. Sixteen to seven. And they shut down the Giants didn't score in the entire second half of that game. That's when the defense first started stepping up, was in the first game. Dude, I also want to point out all these things that say surprising Redskins. Why is this so surprising? The Redskins, unlike the Eagles, went to the playoffs last year and down the stretch beat Dallas and the Giants, if you'll remember. Yes, some people are saying that. Why is, it, su- why is it surprising that the Redskins are doing well this year? I don't understand that. Is it based all on the first half performance against the Giants in week one? I don't know. Well, People need to listen to Harry Hog football because uh, we had it straight. Does it the Giants have to play the Titans? That's what I was wondering. Since they're both undefeated, right? I wonder. I don't know. Look on Schmap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude. Well, I don't think the Giants. Let's mention this real quick. Haven't the... mentioned that new uh, that new widget that Josh got on there this week. It is sweet. Yeah, you guys got to check it out. You can go right on our website, and on the left side near the top where Schmap used to be is the Cast TV, I believe it's called, widget, which allows us to have right there a little search box, and you can watch Redskins videos right in there. Like You can type in um, Zorn post-conference. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Zorn. 
Zorn post game conference and it'll come right up. Or um, you know, Portis's hit on whoever that giant guy was, and it came up when we couldn't even find it. Um, it's awesome, and it plays pretty sweet. Because, like right there on the website, and it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> legal. So um, you guys it's might not want to like check you're it out. See it, and then like two hours later, go back to YouTube, and it'll be like this video has been removed by the NFL. You know, ridiculously rich people at the NFL that don't want you to see football. <laughs> yeah, that don't want you to see football. That don't want the free advertising. That's ridiculous. Dude, dude. Back to the game, back to the Redskins. Can I just point something out? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Can yeah. I just point something out here? Sure. Um, Scoreboard. That, and, and, and it's already been said, but I just want to stress this. I want to stress this. Pilar. Pilar. Um, let's talk conference for a minute. Yes, we lost to the Giants. We lost Pilar. to them where? We on lost. the road. On the road. Oh, no. To get a land. We then we then had a string of wins and then we come back to conference and we beat Dallas and we beat the Eagles on the road. Mm-hmm. On the road. So yeah. that's two on that's two on the road out of our three away conference games on the road there. So then we've got we've got Dallas and the Eagles coming in. Uh, at November, home, I think. And the Giants at home. The rest of our conference games are at home. Yeah, dude. Yep. I'm just stressing it again. <laughs> In our next two out two. of three, two out of three, we won on the road. And they were two good, two good games to win, and we got the advantage at home when they come to see us. DC. Not to mention, dude, that we won last week's game with three of our defensive starters out, including Sean Springs, yep. who was monumental against the Cowboys. Seriously, dude, we beat him yeah. with a bunch of ragamuffins. As John would say, scrubs. <laughs> we beat him with our scrubs. Not really. I mean, the the good thing is, is our scrubs really aren't scrubs, dude. They step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've got some players who are really coming into their prime right now. It looks like Carlos Rogers is starting suddenly starting to show up. Yeah, one Rocky McIntosh, dude. Rocky McIntosh. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. He is so fast. Mm-hmm. He is going to be the key against people like Jason Witten, uh, 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 L.J. Smith in this last game. He's, he's the guy who's going to be covering those big pass-catching tight ends from now on. Dude. I guarantee it. It's not going to be Marcus Washington. Has anybody noticed who's beefed up, how much he's beefed up over the last year? McIntosh? McIntosh, how much bigger he looks? John was mentioning that, but of course he Dude, noticed he his men's physique. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, and of course I'll bring this up, but he reminds me of LeVar Arrington at his prime. How LeVar <laughs> was so like beef and scary looking. Rocky yeah. McIntosh is getting to that point. Um, okay. he's coming back from He's coming back from that injury. I also yeah. want to point out who started at um, safety this the, week. The new starter, the rookie, the NFL defensive player of the month, or I guess NFC defensive player of the month, Chris Wharton, whose jerseys are now available on Redskins. They, they had to let him start. They had to start. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. And, and he was and, hitting and like crazy. So far, he's proven himself week after week. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, yeah, it was well, an awesome Aaron, game. So what's he could uh, be? He could be the sleeper Cinderella story right there. Should we? Get, yeah, man. I'm. Yeah, you're right. Should we go into our um, while we're talking about the game? Go into our game boss. Sure. Does that mean you're giving it to Chris Orton? No, I didn't say that. Okay, we'll go ahead. <laughs> now, the coveted and ever elusive game boss. 
Gonad Awards. <laughs> I know who that's going to. Game McNad Award. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? Right, go ahead, Josh. Um, dude, dude, mine is a no-brainer, and it's so dang obvious, but I gotta do it because I'm normally a defensive guy. I gotta give it to, uh, gotta give it to Clinton Portis, man. He was awesome. Dude, he was Dude, awesome. I think he had. You can't. I think he had 145 yards on the ground when the Eagles were only averaging like 50 some yards a game up until this point, and before the game, yeah, it was, it was like 52 or 54 Dude. yards per game. He had 145 on his own for a five-yard per carry average. He was he was chugging. He was he was running, and he was downhill all day. He was moving the pile and moving the chain. Dude, there was he hit one. Oh, he hit one where third quarter maybe. Yeah, that third air. Uh, he busted in and he knocked. I think it was Trent Cole number seventy five. He knocked that dude on his ass. Dude, it was that one. Totally put him down. It was the play where he ran in like full speed and had that collision, and it like brought him to a dead stop. But it knocked the other guy to get down, and then he just kept going. Is that the one you're talking <laughs> about? Yeah, he like stopped. It was like he, yeah, yeah, exactly. He like stopped, and then he kept going for like nine or ten more yards. Yeah, dude, that's the one where Susanna just told me that the baby went, went to sleep for a nap, and she's like, try to keep it down. And as soon as that happened, I went, nice, like at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and then she came out and gave you that look. No, but I was lucky at that point that she didn't. I just couldn't help it. It just, like, came out, nice. <laughs> hold, hold on, let me set this straight. straight. You, you, you're telling me that that your lovely daughter doesn't watch the game with you? She does as much as she can, but she gets so pumped, and she's only one. That by halftime, she's too tired to watch anymore. And she already knows how to say, she already knows how to say, go D. Go D. What did she she say yup to? Oh, no, I taught her to say, I taught her that anytime I point at like something like the Cowboys, like if we see it on TV or out and about, she'll go, ew. 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 Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, so your game is to Clinton Tortoise, who was a beast. Big 26. He was awesome. Can't deny it. Aaron, you want to go second? Cause goes, uh, yeah, I'll go second. I got to yeah. give mine to uh, number 59, London Fletcher Baker. For what his... about his beast? Dude, he was awesome. He Dude, was, he was. He was, he was all over the place. It was like, tackle by London Fletcher. Tackle by London Fletcher. Great open field tackle by London Fletcher, wasn't it, Troy? Dude, I mean, he had a couple of tackles on Westbrook where he saved first downs. Like, there, if he didn't tackle, yeah, it was like a third down play. Yeah, there was a couple where if he didn't make the tackle, it was going to be like a pretty big gain. And I was like, man, he just has the. Yeah. And I was like showing Suzanne. I was like, look how perfectly he wraps that dude up and wraps the legs and takes that guy down. I got to give it to him for this week, even though there's a lot of people I could give it to. Dude, there's a ton of people. Yeah, that's a good choice, though. I mean, and you saw him after he made that tackle. He came out fired, uh, ripped his helmet off, was bouncing, like not bouncing, but just like yelling, screaming. Oh, are you talking about the one down at the goal line? Was that him that made that? No, like middle field. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the same one. That one was awesome, too, where they knocked Westbrook back like four yards on third and one or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure who was credited with that one, though. It looked like the whole team. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, there were three or four guys there. Anyway, go ahead, All right, John. John. What about you? All right. Well, let's see. My game ball. I got two choices here. 
And this one might be a little bit surprising, but uh, I'm gonna. I was thinking about giving it to Jason Campbell because ooh, for another no turnover game. But uh, I gotta give mine to Santana Moss, who had zero receptions for zero yards. You know why? <laughs> he was blocking because, like crazy. Because he was blocking <laughs> like a madman. One catch that was negated because Devin Thomas got another penalty. It's his third one for offensive interference. Yep. Which he heard about, by the way, when he went to the sidelines from all the players. Especially like, Randy Thomas. If you were watching it, Zorn went up and like, started to move towards him to say something, and he just stopped. <laughs> like He just didn't even say it because he knew the players were already getting on him. He was like, I don't even need to say anything. He'll, they'll take dude, care of him. Dude, I, was, I was reading online, too, like Randy Thomas really laid into him. Good. That's what they need to do. Dude, that's stalled Thomas, the drive. Like, Dude, I'm getting old. I got to win these games. You can't do stuff like that. That's stalled the drive. <laughs> it stalled the drive, dude. It stalled the drive. Dude, but anyway, we're yeah. talking about game balls right now. So. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I'm just talking about game balls. <laughs> um, so but the main reason, top of the line reason for Santana Moss getting my game ball is because he didn't complain one single bit about not getting a pass in that game. You know, he didn't complain no about having to block the whole game. He didn't complain about anything. And after the game, he was like all smiling. He's all like, yeah, we won in Philly. This is awesome. Well, he's no mm-hmm. T.O., dude. Exactly. Sure. He can he's actually, the anti-T.O. He can actually catch. That's can... why he gets my game ball, because he's a professional football player. Mm-hmm. He's like bizarro T.O. He's like me. And he's the reason that people like you know us like the Redskins, like thinking of classic guys like him, like Art Monk who would never complain and do all the dirty work and never complain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And people like, uh, uh, I don't know, you're, you're, you're pretty much your average Cowboy fan likes the Cowboys because of people like T.O. because they all they want to do is bring attention to themselves and go, how about the Cowboys, mm-hmm. How about the Cowgirls? <laughs> it's a character so, thing. Oh, here's my game. Dude, ball. before we move on, can I give one more little mini game ball? And I think this is important to point out. Okay. Um, I want to give one okay. more little, little, little small, like one of those game balls, like you get for kids that are like five years old because they fit in their hand. Um, this one's going to uh, to Jim Zorn for his his play calling. I think that his play calling each week has just gotten better and better. The rhythm of his plays that he's calling, the way that he's mixing it up, and, and it just seems to all flow so nicely. And, and that's just something that I've noticed over the past couple of weeks. So I gotta give that that little ball too. Yeah, it, it's not only him either. It's also um, he's making adjustments in the first quarter and getting his offense uh-huh. rolling. But on the other side of the ball, Greg Blosh or Bleach oh, is yeah. doing the same thing. Blosh is doing the same thing. In the last and couple of games, they've been getting beat up on the first quarter, and then all of a sudden, it's like the Redskins defense starts shutting them down. Whoever they're playing. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like the first quarter, it's like they're figuring things out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the first quarter is like a throwaway quarter. Like they're not even they don't they don't even care about it. It's like let's figure yeah. it out in the first quarter, and then let's let's get out here and hammer it home. Well, the reason the players I think are 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 performing better this year and living up to the expectations a lot of them have had in the past is because Zorn isn't coaching. He's not coaching not to lose. He's coaching to win. Mm-hmm. Right. He's coaching to win the ball game. He's playing, getting play calls in there that are meant to win, to score, and win the game, yeah. not to stay not close. And, and, and he's not all conservative and trying not to lose the game. He's not playing defensive offense. 
Dude, all I know is at the end of that game and the end of like the last three games, he like, as John said, clanks the biggest set out on the field and goes Dude, for it on fourth and one. Oh my! I think this was the biggest one of all on that fourth and one, and you can tell. Like Aaron, you're on the phone with me, and you're just like, he's going to go for it. You could see it in his face as soon as, yep. as soon as the third down didn't work. He was like, oh, we're going for it. I know, and then he like took a time out. Dude, and apparently what happened is Clinton Portis, as they were, you know, at the at the time out there, I think the two-minute warning, if Clinton Portis went by, no, it wasn't two-minute warning, but as Portis went by, was it the two-minute warning? No, he took a timeout because he was so mad that the third down, like, was such that's a crappy right. play. That's right. And Portis went by, and he was like, give me a draw. And, and apparently that was one of the few plays that as Orn was thinking about, he was like, all right. So he called a draw that, that Portis kind of kind of threw out there at him. And Portis really willed himself across the line with the help of the offensive line there. It was like a rugby scrum, dude. Early. Big Brass McNads. Big Brass McNads. Dude, Jim Zorn has the biggest... We're, we're, he's got the biggest hanging brain in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask Raybach to confirm. Like that, one more thing One more thing on the uh, on the, on the games. we got to give a shot to Chris Cooley. He led the team with eight receptions, 109 yards, and, of course, the touchdown pass from Antoine Randall-L, who dropped three first downs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but still, he, he made wasn't up happy with himself. Did you see it, though? No, he wasn't. I thought it was good that Zorn kept going back to him and kept going back to him, even though, because he knew eventually he'd get it. He had yeah. some catches, too, though. How many so catches did he have, dude? How many catches did he have? You got that uh, in front of you? He had three for 34. That's it? I thought he had more. Okay. Um, all right. Three for 34. Devin Thomas had two. He had a big one, too, on that third down. It was over his head, and he jumped up and pulled it in. Uh-huh. It was pretty nice. Uh -huh. And Malcolm Kelly actually played, but I don't think he even got it thrown to him, did he? He didn't, but he started to play. He finally got some game time. All right, so moving on, dudes. You know what it's time for? It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> This week's Kicking oh, the Balls yeah, Award is brought to you it. by Triangle Casket Store. Line up. Line up. Line up. Brought, brought to you by Triangle Casket Store. Anyway. Um, Choose the one Uncle Bob would have loved. All right. Who wants to go first on the kicks? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go first since I went last on the other one. Um, man, again, it's a... Uh, well, I'll leave that one because someone's going to kick that guy. I'm going to give my kick to Donovan McNabb for having the audacity to come out there and act like he was all badass after the game and give no respect to the Redskins, the team that just beat him. He had no rushes in the game. He threw no, no touchdown. And he just he came out there thinking he was all badass. And, and it's like, dude, how can you say your team is better than the team that just whooped you? That's just like, he spotted you 14 points and then held you in check the rest of the game. You know what he is, dude? And just, just the fact that he's that delusional as the uh, Philly.com, as Tom Humphreys pointed out to us, Philly.com said on Monday morning, Philly's delusional. I should say, keep saying Philly. Dude. Uh, yeah. You can't see this delusional. Dude, did you see that stuff? Did you see that stuff that Tom put that, like, someone in Philadelphia, like, wrote some story using pictures from 2004 and... And making stuff up. Saying the Westbrook scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. What? And the Redskins lost. Against Sean's, 
It said that he scored a f- touchdown in the fourth quarter against Sean Springs, who wasn't even playing. And then they showed a picture, and the Redskins were wearing their um, white jerseys in the picture. What dimension was he in, dude? I don't John, know. John, you can't you can't kick Donovan McNabb because he's not, not a Redskin. Kick him. He's not a Redskin. Can't kick me. I can't kick Don McNads. I kicked the referee last week, didn't I? They're neutral party, dude. They're neutral. You can't kick. All right. It's Aaron. Don and Van's McNads. <laughs> dude. Oh. You know what Don Seriously. Don and Van McNads right. is? He's a so loser. Think of another one while Aaron and I go. <laughs> no, I got it. I'm going to go ahead and kick the punter. Um, <laughs> Durant Brooks. go to hanging brains Casey Raybach himself for that third down where he just like didn't know the snap count and snapped it to Jason Campbell and all of a sudden Jason Campbell seems like five defensive linemen coming in and his offensive line is still down in their stance he needed he kneeled it down and it was a critical third down where we were moving the ball and could have got the touchdown I think the Casey brains yeah. I think Casey's brains may have been itching and he was trying to scratch him what did he do in the first quarter? He had another mistake in the game, too, early. He's had a couple of weeks know. of mistakes, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Him and Seriously. Devin Thomas need to stop messing stuff up with the same penalties every week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, when that penalty happened that you were talking about, Eric, I was like, why do you need to, why do you need to or kneel down with the ball? I didn't realize that like nobody else blocked anyone so the entire Eagles defense was coming right at him. He was just like, uh, uh, screw that. I know. It was either that or he was going to fumble. I know. Yeah, he had no chance to do anything there. And I think he was hoping that it was offsides, but no. Hanging brains. Hike the ball. Come on, dude. Learn how to count to three. That's all you need to know. Next. Yeah, I like that one. Seriously. It's kind of my game, I mean, it's my kick, but I don't know. There, there's some people I was like, man, I don't want to kick that guy. And then they would do something okay. And I was like, oh. like, I don't know. Can't kick Raybach again. Can't kick the punter, John, because you already kicked him now. You can I kick, kick um, yeah, I could kick Sean Swisham. He made them all, dude. Yeah, well, he, I'm talking about for, that, I'm that talking about off. for his kickoffs, dude. Oh yeah, the one out of bounds, like at that dude, critical time that? in the game. What was that? And what was that crappy, crappy onside kick? He needs to practice that crap. Onside's kick. Onside's kick. Oh, that wasn't an onside kick. <laughs> <laughs> dude, 
dude, seriously. It was pretty bad, that one that went out right before halftime when we were just starting our comeback. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's you guys so, but he did bag three field goals, including a 50-yarder, which incidentally barely made it through. I know. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm not talking left-right. I'm talking distance. He doesn't. He doesn't have a strong right there, Sean Sweden. Well, he is a cowboy. Dude. Don't forget. Yeah, he used to be a cowboy. I'd, I'd still rather take him than old Martine Gramatica, the, the little little elfin guy. Ali chic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. All right, so that anyway, I guess I guess I'll kick him. I mean, I can't kick him because he scored nine points for us, but at the same time, yeah, you know, gotta work on that crap. I don't know who else I would kick though. So, yeah, go ahead and kick him. Go ahead. Um, sure, go ahead and kick him. There's a few other notables I just want to talk about real quickly uh, since before we move on to out of this game, but uh, the refs. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, Give a shout to uh, Andre Carter. I thought he had a great game. Um, he was uh, he was looking rather beastly on many occasions. Didn't he have a sack? I don't think Actually, so. Actually, there's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, for the second week in a row, the Redskins have had no sacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no sacks. No sacks two weeks in a row. He was close to a sack back there. Yeah, Andre Carter had five tackles and an assist. Mm-hmm. Half defended. What did what did Fletcher have? Fletcher was three and one, pass defended. Uh, Chris Horton led the team actually with seven tackles, one assist. Dude, that guy's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's, he's he just has a sense. He has a knack for yeah. playing for the ball. He like he he gets there. Yeah, he could, he could become hair and all. He could become my uh, my new favorite defensive guy. We'll see. Yeah, he's well, definitely dude, From the very first play of preseason, where he recovered that onside kick in Canton, Ohio, yep. dude, he might be something special. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're like, who's that guy? Who's that Liddell Betts dude? Dude, his spidey sense is awesome. <laughs> we got uh, to get, man, uh, what do you call it? X-Mentions back on board for sponsorship. With that <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Chris awesome. Horton could be like their poster child. X-Mentions didn't like the fact that we also... Um, have casket stores and uh, <laughs> Preparation H wipes as our other sponsors, so they kind of pulled out. <laughs> well, maybe Redipool will come back. Maybe Redipool will uh, anyway, back on board. All right, what else we got for this game except for that it was a huge win for the Redskins and an even bigger yeah. loss for the Eagles, in my opinion. And yeah. uh, we're looking good the going into We just need the freaking Giants to lose, man. And we just need to like not yeah. get trapped into this next game coming up against the Rams because they suck and like let our guard down. That's what I'm afraid of. Uh-huh. We need yeah, to go yeah, in there and just you know, whoop up. About that. Oh, 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 let me tell one more story um, that I actually just read about a little bit coming off of the, uh, the quick links on our website. Um, Eagles fans specializing in egging and exposing old lady tushy. Um, I'd like to quote some things from this article. Um, apparently, I'm going to skip through the part where Dad and Thomas and Malcolm Kelly were talking about how whoever was throwing the eggs at the bus that was missed throwing them in front of the bus because they had bad aim could be the uh, new Eagles quarterback. <laughs> um, but here, here is a uh, here is a quick uh, a quick conversation between John Jansen and Casey Raybach, uh, the brains brothers themselves. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start right in for John Jansen. John Jansen says, "Grandma's mooning you." John Jansen says. Oh, yeah, definitely, Senator Casey Raybach said. 
I've had some old ladies moon us. Oh, yeah, Samson said. It's hard to tell from the backside, to tell you the truth, Raybox said. Oh, you can tell. <laughs> when it's an old lady, you can tell. So apparently some old silly grandmas were, uh, were uh, mooning the bus on the way out of the parking lot. Oh, no. throwing eggs at the bus and missing. <laughs> missing. So they were leading the bus. They were leading the bus with the passengers. Dude, they were so, too uh, wasted. Keeping the classy, Philly. Keeping the classy. They must not have had enough room in the jail for those the NFL, people. man. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently their quarterback's not much classier either coming out saying stuff like that. Chunky soup. <laughs> All right, are we done with the crappy Eagles game? No, dude, all I got to yeah, say is, the Eagles, man. Is, that, is that I mentioned uh, that the, uh, we need the Giants to, to lose. Well, dude, they've only played, I think, yeah. one of their divisional games against us. Have they played the Eagles or the Cowboys yet? No. Or any other halfway decent team? So shouldn't we be ahead of them? Because they had a bye also. No, we're a half game down on them because of that bye. Because we have we're a half loss. game down because they beat and, and it's a loss to and, them. And it's a loss to them. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll avenge that. Oh, yeah. I'm we looking, don't have to go back to the giveaway. I'm looking totally forward to that game. All right, dudes, like we've tried to do like five times. Let's move on to the to the uh, upcoming game against the Rams. All right. Well, I was just going to point out that the Giants play the Browns next week. They've only won one game. And then we yeah, play we'll them next play week. The Rams. I don't think they've won any. Any. Games. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But then again, the Cowboys play the Bengals. Dude, the Cowboys yeah. played the Bengals last week, and the Bengals almost pulled one off on them, and we can't have the same thing happen to us. Well, dude, Man, they should have won that game. That's dude. pretty funny because the Bengals lost to the Browns. <laughs> This past week. Oh, <laughs> so the, the Browns have won a game. They did. That's what I'm saying. They won one game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Rams have won none, right? So, so, so anyway. yeah, so we got the Rams coming up. At home. And Rams still on turf. They haven't won anything. And then the week after that, dude, we've got the Browns, who won one game. And then after that. And the that, Browns, you know, unless, unless they do something miraculous, they play the Giants next week, which would be fine. Browns can beat the Giants. That'll be a wonderful thing. But so, who are the Rams have as quarterback? Even Sunday, dude. Seriously, dude. Who do the Rams have as quarterback playing? I'm not even sure anymore. I think it's Mark Bolger again because they fired the coach, mm-hmm. put in Trent Old Man Green, and mm-hmm. then they put Mark Bolger back. Um, man, I don't know. I feel bad for Tory Holt. And they still have Stephen Jackson, who's dangerous. Um, yeah. Other than that, we just need to come um, in and play our game and get our get business done and be done with it. Get out of there with a W and no injuries. Yeah, dude. What's the spread on that, Aaron? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you wanted to talk about the uh, the points for and against coming up here. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I looked at today in the paper in the break room. I was looking at the uh, standings. Uh, You know, the classic standings column they put in the newspaper that they've put in since, like, the beginning of time that no one really looks at anymore because of the (laughs) Internet. Anyway, I was looking at that, and I was looking at the points for – and points against for each team in the NFC East. And the Redskins only have like a 13-point advantage on points for, you know, versus points against. I was like, huh. dang. Well, all the games have been close. Yeah, every single every game. Every single game has been close. You look at the Giants, though, yeah, dude. The they've only given up like 40-some points this, this whole season in like five games. And I was like, yeah, that's interesting. That's all right. They're peaking early. 
Redskins, yeah. the Redskins are getting it together and they're winning games that no one thought they were going to win except for us. Mm-hmm. Which means it's just going to get better and better. The offense is going to get more and more potent. The defense is stepping up. I, I, dude, I have no worries. And you're speaking and of... I do believe... I was just going to say, you're speaking about the spread this coming week. I don't know what it is, but I think for the first time this season, the Redskins are favored to win. I sure hope so. Which could be a trap. Could be a trap game, but I don't think they're going to fall into it because they're not getting respect from a lot of uh, from opponents they play, like we talked about. And some people still don't buy into them. I heard one person, I don't know who he was, but he was on Pardon the Interruption today with Michael Wilbon. I don't know who this guy is. I've never seen him on there before. And he said that he thought the Redskins were as talented as David Hasselhoff. Because of what continent you're on, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that guy from Germany? If you're, if you're the Germans, then you like the <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Dude, I also want to point out what Brian Dum Dum Baldinger said on Sunday uh, before the oh. game. When I quote, he said, Today, the Redskins offense is going to come to a screeching halt against the Eagles. He did not say that, dude. <laughs> it's for that reason that Dum Dum Baldinger is still hes still wearing his Dum Dum hat on our website. Mm-hmm. Dude, all I have to say about him is, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Brian Baldinger? How you doing? <laughs> when somebody says, are you Tweedledee or Tweedledum, there's no question there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, dudes, uh, moving forward, unless you have anything else on the Rams, we can move right into injuries. The injury, the injury report. It's um, time for injury the injury report. report with John. You see Bramlett is hurt. Adams. James <laughs> <laughs> Rosenfels is uh, questionable. <laughs> um, well, the injury report looks like it's kind of updated. Um, Stephon Heyer is still doubtful coming into this weekend. They're hoping they're going to get to him to play, and he is still the starter. Um, but he is doubtful at this point. Um, Taylor is listed as out. Taylor's out again. Marcus, yeah, Sean Frank and um, Marcus Washington are both questionable. Wait, I got a report on that. I saw an article that Jay, with Jason Taylor saying he thought he's going to play this week coming up. I thought that. Yeah, yeah because he said well, he thought he was going to be ready to go maybe this past week. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Jason Taylor could say that all he wants. Yeah, but what are you looking at? But, Don't tell me Redskins.com because we know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your sources, I'm dude? I'm at Redskins.com and cross-referencing that with the Redskins radio report from today from, uh, from uh, you know, 102.1 The Game. And uh, Stefan Heyer is still doubtful, but they're hoping he can play. And he will start, like I said. If he does play, he will start over John Jansen. And, uh, yeah. Jason Taylor, he says he wants to go. He says he'd like to go, but uh, they're not—they're not looking to rush him back, especially with the three opponents coming up in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. And his knee still wasn't quite one hundred percent. Yeah, I thought about he that. Before he got too. this injury, so that's part of—that's uh, another reason they're kind of holding him back, I think, and what other people are thinking about too. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh, idea. Washington I mean, is still questionable. Not to that we want to take any team for granted, but. If he right. wasn't completely healed from the knee injury to begin with, this injury, you know, I don't want to say it's a good yeah. injury, but in the long run it could benefit us if we have him 100% and fresh going down the stretch. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason that Jansen did rather well the last two weeks is because he had some time off that he needed to recover from the injuries from last year. 
uh, some extra time off. And uh, what about Springs, dude? There. What about Springs? Springs is questionable. Um, Man, I, I have a feeling he's not going to play again. Dude, I got to point this out. I got to point this out. There are people on the site, and my sentiments also about Sean Springs, like. And you even called it out in a post last week, John. If he gets he nicked up, if he gets nicked up, you know he's not going to play. It's like people like Jason Taylor is like legs hanging off of him, and he's like, "I'll play, I'm going to play." And then Sean Springs is like the whole Dion turf toe thing, and be like, "I stubbed my toe this morning on the way to the stadium. I don't think I can go, even though my team really old, needs dude. me." been injury prone though that's that's been the knocking in his whole career back in seattle too he's always injury prone i don't know if he's played a whole season before ever when he plays he's good though that's the thing yeah when he plays he's fantastic and jason taylor's old too i might, might as well point out yeah he's always you know, as old as you back to jason taylor real quick what i would much rather him sit out for a couple more weeks and have him healthy for like eight or nine games mm-hmm. than rush him back and have him you know, kind of half-assed like he's been so far this year because we haven't had Jason Taylor really this year. I know. Not really. Speaking yeah. of Jason Taylor, did you know that he has something called the Jason Taylor sack pack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like to repeat that? The Jason Taylor sack pack. <laughs> if you go to jasontaylorfoundation.com, actually it's for a good cause. If you go to jasontaylorfoundation.com, um, Click on sack pack, and uh, <laughs> basically, dude. Basically, dude. What he does is he get. It's like an online membership site, but it's free or whatever. But he gives like a thousand. Did you know that he gives a thousand dollars for every sack or interception that he makes? Well, that's cool. To what? To a foundation, Jason Taylor Foundation, for um. Ah, oh gosh, what's it for? Helping kids. Helping someone. Which is yeah, cool. Helping, helping kids. Someone. It's helping kids in some way. Don't ask me that. thousand dollars to buy jock straps for young kids. Dude, dude. To, to, buy them, to buy them new sack packs. And just and for every tax, <laughs> it gives a hundred bucks. That's just pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Way that to go, Jason. Cool. Way to go. Good guy. <laughs> um, anyway. So is that about injury for injury? things like that. A lot of players do things like that that you never really hear about. Yeah. Dude, is that about... Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I think that wraps up the injury report, except uh, we another injury report on the other side is we injured Brian Westbrook, and he uh, apparently fractured two ribs. Okay. So, um, you know what that means, dude. You know what it's time for. What's it time for, dude? Yeah. It's time, once again, for the... Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, it's Tom calling again with another installment of Tom's Trivia. We are busy celebrating here. Another win against another NFC East opponent on the road. It was a hell of a game yesterday. Spotting the Eagles seven points. Spotting the refs seven points. And then coming back and stomping them out. Giving up hardly any run or any rushing yardage. And uh, putting up four times the average that the Eagles were giving up per game. They gave up about 53 a game. We ran for over 200. So uh, McNabb has smoked a crack when he thinks that Redskins weren't better because they completely owned them. 
and this game could have been a 25-point blowout if things had broken our way. Now, even if they don't break our way, they still win. So, Redskins are in great shape. It's fun to watch. Looking forward to next week. Hopefully we can uh, run, run a score up on somebody and win by two, three touchdowns. All right. Well, here we go. Let me repeat the question from last time. There's actually two uh, podcasts to go. The question was basically, give me the info on the first wins by uh, every head coach since 1980 uh, as coaching the Redskins. I don't care what they did before they came here. I won their first wins as Redskins head coach. And the answers to last to that question is, um, since Jack Pardee was already the coach in 1980, um, I don't count him since he already had a win. Before, so after 1980, he beat Joe Gibbs in 1981. He beat Chicago 24-7 after starting 0-5. Um, turned that season around quite well, actually. He finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Next would be Richie Pettibone, which opened the 1993 season at home against Dallas on Monday night in the 135-16. I was there screaming my head off, thinking we were going to have a great season, only to end up 4-12. and Then the following season, in week two, uh, the Redskins under North Turner beat New Orleans 38-24 in New Orleans, I believe. Um, and then in the 2000 season, with three games left, North was fired and Terry Rubisky took over. And he lost his first two games and then won uh, his only home game against Arizona 20-3. to uh, The following year, the Redskins brought in Marty Schottenheimer, who, just like Gibbs, went 0-5. And then in week six, thanks to a LeVar interception, the Redskins came back and beat Carolina 17-14 in overtime. Uh, but, as you all remember, Marty was gone after one year. And the following year, Steve Sprayer came in. And, again, I was there uh, opening the season uh, with Shane Matthews as a quarterback. How did we not win the Super Bowl with that, cat, with that team? And we beat Arizona 31-23. It was really hot. It was my bachelor party weekend. Good times. And then two years later, after... Spurrier quit. Gibbs came back. Again, I was there, opening the season against Tampa. You all remember it when um, Clinton Porter's first time he touched the ball as a Redskin, took it about 65 yards for a touchdown, and we all thought it was a lock for the Super Bowl. Um, so, unfortunately, that didn't work out either. We won that game 16-10. And then finally, obviously this year, uh, Jim Zorn won his first game in Week 2 at home against the Saints, 29-24. So there's a lot of information there, and the first person to get all of it right was Craig in Pittsburgh. Um, David in Michigan gets credit for providing a lot of information, but unfortunately some of it was incorrect, and Craig had it all right. So um, on to the next question for this upcoming week. Um, and I don't want you guys to read into this question as to why I'm asking it. I'm not assuming anything, but it's a very simple question. Who are the six Redskins to have gotten three Super Bowl rings with the Redskins? Who was who part of all three Super Bowl winning Redskins teams? Six players. I don't want head coaches. I don't want assistant coaches. Six players. There's no meaning in that. I'm not trying to suggest anything. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, although I am looking into hotels in Tampa for late January, early February. And, um, all right, well, let's keep this train rolling. Let's take down uh, – St. Louis, let's take down Cleveland and keep going. Um, we got a chance here to pretty, pretty, get a pretty good uh, record going and a really lock up chances to make the, the playoffs, really, no matter what happens, if we can get a good 6 7 1 start. All right, well, uh, 
thanks for listening, sending your answers, and I uh, will talk to you guys next week. Bye. All right, thanks a lot, Tom, for Tom's trivia. And if you know the answer, uh, go ahead and send it to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com and or call in the uh, guest line at 206-203-1566. That is 206-203-1566. The Hog Line. And as always, if you guys want to send us a line about Tom's trivia or anything else, you can send that to Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com. And we'll probably That's answer right. your email. So... Um, anyway, uh, moving forward, the only thing I see left Do we have any idea who's winning the, uh, the, the Tom's Trivia Contest, uh, standings right now for the, uh, for the, uh, vintage piece of memorabilia? So far, it's, uh, it's our favorite Michigan listener. Sweet. He's a Michigander. A Michigander. Michigander. Some of y'all out there gotta step up. You wanna get a... Hold on, let me put it, let me put an asterisk behind that. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys know what it's time for now. You ready for it, Josh? Am I ready? Sure, yeah. go for it. Oh no. Where are you now? People! Former Redskins player, Holden McNads. <laughs> All right, dudes. Let's see. This week's Where Are You Now? You know, I was kind of looking around this past week, and I... And I what the heck is that? Yeah, what is that? Thanks. <laughs> Dude, what Dude, was where that? Are you now? Dude, where, where are you, where are you now? I'm at work. I was actually taking care of some uh, work-related business. Some business. Some can you, business. Can you tell you. the people at work to just wait till the show's over, and then you can do some work? <laughs> hey, man. I think it's great that he's doing this on his working time. Yeah, John, you got a rough job. Well, you know. We'll keep, that up. we'll keep that on the DL. We won't put that out on the web or anything. John's the only um, one on the clock right job. Now. How many jobs do you have? <laughs> Uh, this week's Where Are You Now is John Adams. He used to have a job, but then they found out he was podcasting. Is it John the Tree Adams? <laughs> no, no, no. Or John the Tweed <laughs> Adams. Fair oh. John the Tweed Adams. John Fairbill Captain. We're going a little more recent here. Um, I actually have two players this week, and it's really because I couldn't find much about either one of them. One of them you probably will have some memory of, and the other one you may not. But... Uh, here we go. We'll start with the one that you probably know. Played for the Washington Redskins um, from 1998. I'm sorry, 1988 to 1992. He was a linebacker. And um, anybody take a guess? Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie Mason. No Kaufman. Eddie Mason. Before he played for the Redskins, he played for the Bears. That helps you at all? The Bears. Walter Payton. Um, all right, I'll tell you. So, uh, Wilbur Marshall. <laughs> Wilbur Marshall. Oh, yeah, duh. Dude, you didn't. Wilbur Marshall. Um, For some reason, I was thinking of Ken Harvey. Yeah, well, you know. He well, played for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Wilbur Marshall has uh, he's had a hard time after football, and I think a lot of that's because of his uh, 
injuries that he sustained during his career. Um, but uh, I did not know this, but he is, I did not know he was permanently disabled. Yes. Really? Yes. That basically, when he played football, he had a spinal injury, he had shoulder injuries, and knee injuries. And uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, he never had them surgically taken care of. I didn't know that. Um, so he's permanently yeah. disabled. Um, and uh, basically, um, he's been trying to get a settlement from the players' union uh, all these years. I don't know what, what has happened there. So if anybody's ever heard any information on Wilbur Marshall and what's happened. Uh, but supposedly, uh, Mike Ditka, who was his coach at the Bears, uh, has been trying to trying to help him. Dude, he's been Dick has been huge into that whole, um, you know, players association taking care of the veteran players with these. Uh, yeah, um, he's like yeah, he like he formed some coalition to uh, mm-hmm. to raise awareness or something. I like think that. he went and talked to like mm-hmm. someone in Washington about it too. I don't know how that works, but so yeah, there was a thing last year where players were uh, donating game checks. Mm-hmm. To the foundation to help retired players who weren't getting the uh, the proper piece of the pie that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, one more, and this one's a little more obscure. Uh, people may actually remember him. him uh, remember him more playing for the New Orleans Saints before he came to the Washington Redskins. Played for the Redskins from 1990 to 1992. A defensive tackle um, out of Wichita State. Any guesses? Can you gather? 90 to 92? I'll just give you a hint. Jump together. Jump together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jump together. Don't know a lot about him. He's a South Carolina boy. Came out of Georgetown. Um, What's his real name? Jumpy. (laughs) James. His name is James Allen Jumpy Gathers. Oh, okay. Um, But... uh, the only thing I know about him, and and I pulled this off of uh, Danny's favorite site, um, Gathers. I did not know this, but he has two other family members that currently play in the NFL. Um, his nephew Robert Gathers plays for uh, plays defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he actually uh, his son Jeremy Gathers um, signed an undrafted free agent contract with New Orleans after the '08 draft this year. Did he make the uh, team? Oh, cool. All right. But anyway, two two former Redskins, names you may not have heard for a long time. There they go. Excellent, dude. Those are excellent choices this week. Uh, All right, dudes. Well, I think that about wraps it up for episode number 141, a huge victory in Philly, coming home for two games against the Rams and then the Browns, as in the doo-doo Browns. And uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you guys next week, hopefully after another W. And until then, hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week or an Eagles fan, joke them. 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 Joke them.